0: on today's episode of locked on suns the phoenix Suns stars may have rested on tuesday night at footprint center but that doesn't mean there's nothing to learn let's break down preseason game number two let's go you are locked on suns your daily phoenix suns podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day We are back. This is Locked On Phoenix Suns. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brendan Clean, a credentialed media member covering the Suns for the past seven seasons, a writer at suns.com, and the host of the Just Basketball Show, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for making Locked On Suns your first listen. Happy Wednesday. Suns preseason basketball back on Tuesday night in downtown Phoenix. If you're finding us for the first time, to get my reaction... To get some content about that game. Just hit follow or subscribe. Get the show in your feed every single day from now through the rest of time. Become an everydayer. Get locked onto the Suns right along with me. We're free and available everywhere, including YouTube. So, wherever you consume podcasts, wherever you're finding this episode, there's more like it every single day. Today's episode brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase their Jace case, providing you with the personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical dot com. 115 to 107 is the final score. No Bradley Beal, no Devin Booker, no Kevin Durant, and on the other side, no Michael Porter Jr. However, still, uh, and no Christian Brown. However, still a pretty intriguing game, a close game, and one that I think there is... A lot to learn from, so uh, let's not get crazy. There are things to learn from. There would have been a lot to learn if we actually saw the best players, but that's fine. Let's just start big picture. Um, we're not going to get fully into the swing of the game recap stuff yet, but small ball and pace are really the, the things that continue to jump out at me from this team. Now, if you just look at the kind of the team stats in the box score tonight. The Suns only had 19 points off of turnovers. I guess that's not an only. That's a pretty decent number, but it was equivalent to what the Nuggets had. And in terms of fast break points, the Nuggets had 19 of those as well. Suns only had eight. So you probably don't want to look there if you're just trying to make the case that some sort of new era has happened for this Suns offense, but they played fast. I mean, you just watched the game and you could tell that, right? They had six steals, seven blocks. Pretty good. And uh, I do think points in the paint, forty-four, which was also even with Denver, and twenty-eight free throw attempts. Those are now eight of those were Nurkic, but but those are some of the things, especially from Saban Lee, that I do think do have to do with playing fast. And again, I want to differentiate when we say fast, we're not always talking about possessions per game. Like that's what pace is. If you look up the NBA stat of pace, I'm talking about playing quickly, playing with pace, even if it's not purely a fast break, right? Making quick decisions, attacking in semi-transition, just beating the defense before it's set. That's going to be a hallmark of this team, and we saw it again tonight, even without the star players, and I think somebody like Saban Lee benefited quite a bit and will continue to, in my opinion. I don't know if he's going to get regular season minutes. In fact, I doubt he's going to get regular season minutes once Jordan Goodwin comes back and... The total number of players who are active, you know, slims down from like twelve to you know nine or whatever. But it's just going to go a long way for anybody who can fit into that mentality and and that aggressive mindset. And Sabin Lee did tonight. Small ball is the other part of this, though, right? I I just continue to be surprised. But at a certain point, maybe today can be the day I stop being surprised because. Once again, you saw Utah Watanabe be basically the only... The Suns basically handled today's game with a starting lineup that was most similar to their actual starting lineup, and that meant guys who are technically higher in the rotation than others not actually starting. So let me get that, that cleared away first, right? Like Eric Gordon was still off of the bench tonight, to Watanabe still off of the bench, and then you had guys like Chemezi Metu and Saban Lee starting. Still, we watched the Suns engineer a pretty small rotation. Now, I understand Metu started. That's sort of the Durant starting thing, right? But beyond that, you saw Gordon. You saw... Those guards, Allen, akogi and Lee, played a lot of minutes. And for the most part, this team played small. And Watanabe, to return to my original point there, was basically the only bigger wing who was part of the real rotation. Now, with that said, obviously, Kade Bates-Diop played decently well had a couple of nice drives i thought especially against uh Zeke Naji and we all i think most most suns fans and followers believe in Kade Bates Diop to potentially even be the third starter on this te- uh, sorry the fifth starter on this team right maybe at the 3 is where i got the, the number 3 there i think KBD can be that but He doesn't seem to be there now, and even with the solid performance tonight, at the end of the day, 4 of 10 from the field, 1 of 4 from 3, you got to make your threes to play, and obviously we know is going to do that, and Gordon, Allen, etc. are going to do that. But, you know, just to hammer the point home here, you can be excited about Yuta, about Nasir Little, about Keita Bates-Diop, about Bull Bull, who I'll talk about later a little bit, Um, but... Even Chemezi Metu, maybe he's one of the guys that slowly starts to change this, or maybe he actually ends up passing somebody like Nurkic in the the rotation. I don't know, but the point that I'm making is, no matter what angle you look at it from, no matter how excited you may or may not be about different personnel, the Suns are showing us they're going to be a small team. Somebody like Grayson Allen is already at the top of this rotation, uh, you know, outside the starting lineup. He is... Going to be right there in terms of minutes played with Eric Gordon, I think. Even though those guys do similar things, so be it. I think the Suns are showing us they're both going to play more so than these forwards are going to play. That's fine. That's an identity. That's called that's called playing to your strength to a degree. That's called playing to your to your certainty for sure. I think we all feel more confident in Grayson Allen and Eric Gordon doing their thing than we do Nasir Little or Kata Bates-Diop who are much more unproven players but it's still a pretty interesting choice considering we already thought size was going to be one of the weaknesses of this roster and considering that, you know, you don't have to look much further than their opponent tonight in the Denver Nuggets to, you know, see a team that is going to challenge you if you play small. The Suns have a whole season to tinker, they have a whole season to experiment, but right now heading into the regular season, that's their MO, play small, play the Smaller wings and guards, much more than the bigger wings and forwards. We'll see how it works. Let's go through some of the breakout performances from tonight's game. Guys who raised our eyebrows, did a little something we weren't expecting, starting with none other than Bull Bull. Next, first today's show brought to you by Jace Medical. Don't be caught unprepared. Everybody should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. And with a Jace case, you can. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All you got to do to get one is fill out a simple form, maybe jump on a quick call. Then they mail it to you. You get that basically first aid kit for antibiotics. So you have the peace of mind. And Jace Medical provides you ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment-related questions. Jace Medical and their Jace case, doctor created. Doctor recommended to get twenty dollars off on these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical. Use the code Locked On at checkout at JaceMedical.com. That's J-A-S-E Medical.com promo code Locked On. Let's keep it rolling. Let's talk breakout players. That's really what a game like this is about. So let's start with Bull Bull. I thought he played pretty well tonight. I thought that he was pretty unselfish. I thought that he fit into a team context. And I thought that he provided relatively positive impact while he was out there. Now, the bar is low. And of course, we're going to pay attention to somebody like him more than others. He had a bad turnover with the behind the back pass. He, you know, even the three he made was a little a little flashy, a little bit of the, the bad habit stuff. But, you know, I guess if they go in, you got to pat him on the back and defensively they're they're having him be more of a center than I think I remember him being in the past just somebody who's sort of dropping back and 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 walling off the rim rather than being a help defender playing a zone some of these things now I thought he contested shots well he only had one block but I would I counted at least two or three plays where he you know deferred a caused a ball handler, a driving scorer to second-guess themselves and either not take the shot or alter their angle or whatever. And that's what you want him to be doing. And I think it's a good starting point. Chemezi Metu was the other one. Now, of course, again, got the start tonight. Eight points, five rebounds, two on the offensive glass. And I think most importantly is the offensive rebounds that I just said, as well as the fact that he made two of his four threes. I believe he was two of three from deep in the previous game. Now this. So look, I am uncertain of exactly what Metu's role will be in this game, Uh, on this team, sorry. But you can't deny the fact that he's acquitting himself pretty well. He's playing pretty well so far. And He does bring something that nobody else on this roster has. They did sign him in the opening days of free agency for a reason. And I think if you're making the case for the versatility and the offensive firepower that this team will be able to put out there, one through 15, frankly, but definitely one through 10 in an everyday rotation, Metu does fit that. You know, He can play in big lineups as he did in the starting lineup tonight. He can play in small lineups. Which might feature him at center or him at, you know, kind of a combo big man spot with somebody like Bull, somebody like Durant, even maybe somebody like Eubanks, who's a little undersized too, but is a more traditional big. You could see it in any variety of ways. He has instincts as a help defender, that's always been what he's best at. He's small enough that you could probably switch him. And if he can make threes, we know he can also put the ball on the floor. So that starts to make him harder to guard, right? That just makes it so that you can't sell out to contest his shot because he can then attack the closeout. You can't necessarily play for a roll if he might pop, all these different things, right? So he's just a talented player. He was a first-round pick for a reason. You know, got a second chance in Sacramento for a reason and is playing well so far in the preseason for a reason. It's going to be hard for him, like I just said. But all you can do is play good basketball when you get the chance to do it and hope for the best. The other guy, and I'm going to keep hammering this one home, is Josh Okogie. Three assists tonight. He did make his threes. That always helps. It's funny with him because the form is always good. Like it's a little bit uh it's a little catapulty, you know, not unlike Sabin Lee's. But look, if you're not a great shooter, I would think getting back to the basics is probably the best course of action, uh, all things considered. So I don't fault him. And when they go in, just like I said with Bull, you give him the pat on the back and keep it moving. But again, to return to the stuff that matters. Two seals, two blocks, three assists got an offensive rebound and just look confident confident with the ball in his hands. And yes, the three-point shot is obviously the biggest thing, but continuing to see him not only dribble as like an, a straight up initiator, almost like a point guard at times, but also just have comfort when he has to make decisions and and dribble and do that type of thing is just going to go a long way whether that is making him more of a versatile cutter whether that is allowing him to attack closeouts when they do come, which might be rare if if he's not going to make his threes, but still is valuable. And then, of course, as an actual initiator, which you even just think back to you know the Chris Paul days when we saw guys like Jay Crowder taking the ball up and obviously what we know this team is going to be, which is a multiple-headed monster at all times, Kogi being another element of that, being another head of that monster, is just going to be that much less predictable for this team. So it's all good. It's all trending in the right direction at this point. I mean, I don't know how you could think anything, but that Akogi will be the fifth starter on opening night. Now there's a long way to go till April, but it seems like he has that spot. Now he's playing well enough to continue to earn it. And who am I to deny that uh, any of that for him? I mean, Great. You know, and 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 he does fill a valuable role in terms of his point of attack, defense, and turnover creation on the defensive end. He plays bigger than he is, so even though it's not necessarily you know your normal forward, he can defend those guys and he makes plays. So, got to put him in the game at a certain point. Let's wrap things up. Talking uh, about shot selection here in this one, and an overview of the characteristics of this Suns team and how different they are than the last one. Next. First, today's show brought to you by FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, where you can snap into action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book all season long. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed the minute you place Your own $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose, all for the price of a normal $5 bet. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. There are already opening night odds in the NBA. We also have WNBA odds. The Aces are favored by nearly six points, five and a half points. And then, of course, the big show in town right now, the National Football League, where... The Cardinals are seven-point underdogs on the road in Los Angeles. Maybe you want to avoid that one. We'll see how they fare. Visit Fandle.com slash on to kick off the NFL season right along with them. Get that $200 in bonus bets. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Let's keep it rolling. I tweeted out a shot chart of the Suns, and I don't want to overreact to two games. I understand that the Suns' starters are going to shoot different types of shots than these backup players, these role players did in this game. But tonight's shot chart was almost entirely shots at the rim and shots from three. They put up 35 threes out of 77 total shots. That is like a 47% three-point rate. The Nuggets were similar. Again, some of that is what happens when you play role players a lot. You know, guys like Yuda, Akogi, Metu, Reggie Jackson, Julian Strather, Hunter Tyson start chucking, you know, that happens. But on the sun side, that is a, a frankly a breath of fresh air. That's just not what happened in the past, you know. Um, and if I'm looking at the previous game against the Detroit Pistons, it was more varied, okay? But meaning the star players did take mid-range shots, okay? Um, But again, the Suns took 95 total shots. 37 of those were threes. They also got to the line a ton in that game. Eubanks is a guy who I think is going to live at the free throw line, and a lot of the guards on this team have been really aggressive. Sabin got to the line six times against Detroit. Gordon four times. Beal four times. That's good. So yes, you know, I'm looking and the Suns had about 10, 15 shots in the mid range. A bunch of them being the best players on the team. You know, Booker, Durant, I'm I'm just going through it. Yeah, they're all the best guys. Metu has a a little bit of a mid-range tendency himself. But the point is, you are seeing a ton of threes, a ton of layups. And I still believe that the Suns will be able to do that this year, even though Beal, Booker, and Durant also like to take mid-range shots. And the way that they're going to do that is the role players are going to be able to get threes up. The tempo and the pace is going to be fast so that it doesn't require breaking down a set defense in order to get to the basket. And this team is just going to be hard to guard and and like we thought we we talk about that a lot of the time as it relates to oh, you know, Durant's just going to iso. And who are you going to help off, right? Who who are you going to send as a double team to leave somebody open? Nobody, right? But it's also hard to guard in that just a quick, decisive move to score the ball is just going to be that much easier to turn into an actual basket. Like, I mean, that it's just... That stuff is going to matter. And so... Yes, it is still their tendency, right? I'm not going to sit here and and gaslight you all that Booker, Durant, and Beal don't like to kind of take their time and and take pull-up jumpers. Of course they do. But I think this is a trend that will continue based on what we've seen, based on what we know about the way this team wants to play, and everything else. If we look at another aspect of this that I, I guess I'm... More intrigued to see if it continues. The Suns have just been piling up free throws, as I mentioned a couple times now. Now, again, tonight, eight of them were, were Nurkic, and you know, guys like Peyton Watson, Hunter Tyson, even Jokic were fouling a lot. It's not gonna be normal. But if that happens, then that's just one more ingredient. The ball is moving, 29 assists in this game against the Pistons, 27. Uh, both on about 40 made shots, so that's a really good proportion. I mean, tonight, it was 29 assists on 36 made baskets. That's like 90% of the shots of the made shots were assisted. Like, it's just a lot of good indicators. Uh, I, I wish I had a really magnificent, researched thesis statement that I could back up in an essay form for you guys here, but... It's just me looking at two games of limited data and a few quotes and just feeling good about the different, uh, the, the evolution that this offense is undergoing and the results we can already see. That'll wrap us up. Short episode for a relatively quiet game. Hope you are enjoying Suns basketball back. I know that I enjoy not having to watch it on an app. I'll say that. Didn't want to, you know, it's not worth the segment talking about three tv out here but look it's uh it's nice it's nice to just hit play on uh, hit the power button on the tv and channel's just on i don't have to worry about lagging i don't have to worry about wi-fi so you know there's my two cents i'm i'm enjoying it we'll have another game on thursday we'll have aaron edwards here aaron edwards there we go say that name correctly here at some point this week as well Let's hope we see the stars. Sounds like they're going to play at least two more times, according to Chris Haynes, so that'll be nice. But enjoy all of it. Hit follow, hit subscribe. Content in your feed daily. That is a promise. And I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.